Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions, champions of the 2021 Dash 22 NFL season. Matthew Stafford is a Super Bowl champion. Sean McVay is a Super Bowl champion. Aaron Donald is a Super Bowl champion. I, Blaine Didasco with me as always. Who else is a Super Bowl champion? Let me share some of the wealth. Yeah, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Super Bowl champions. Uh, Sean McVay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> for better, for better or worse, rookie Ben Skoranek. Everybody, <laughs> they all got. They all getting a ring. Is uh oh, is Deshaun Jackson getting a Super Bowl ring? I think maybe. Uh, you know what? Yeah, maybe we gotta. You know, maybe we he gets credit for clearing space for OBJ. <laughs> uh, but we know for sure that yes, OBJ, a Super Bowl champion, tears in his eyes. Uh, where were there not Man. tears after the Rams pull out a victory and uh, finish off a season that you know at seven and four people. Uh, had really started to leave the Rams, uh, not for dead, but just starting to dance on the grave of a team that a lot of people had been rooting against, uh, if not for years, then at least um, probably around the time the Rams started adding OBJ and Von Miller. People really uh, were like, this team uh, is trying to win. Screw them. And Wouldn't you know it, you know, the Rams still had to go into the playoffs as the four seed. They still had to go on the road in the divisional round and beat Tom Brady. Uh, They still had to, uh, you know, come back from behind in the fourth quarter against the San Francisco 49ers. And on Sunday, they come back from behind again in the fourth quarter to defeat Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, sure enough, you know, as I said before the game, I thought the Rams does everybody uh, deserved as much as the Bengals to be considered an underdog because everyone was rooting against the Rams and the Bengals were being underrated as we saw today, the way that they played and made this a contest. Um, but ultimately, I think Matthew Stafford is just a fourth quarter king and uh, Cooper Cup, a, a perfect complement to that. Um, Blaine, watching this game today, um, were, were what at what moment uh, did you did you feel that confidence uh, at all um, in the fourth quarter? Just did you have an added sense of confidence because Stafford and the Rams did just do it two weeks ago? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That that right there, and the fact that this felt like deja vu from the NFC Championship game. Um, I can tell you that certainly when it came down to the Rams needing one score and one stop, that was my, my chant, my mantra, the fourth quarter of the Niners game started to feel good at that point because you got to, I mean, this is uh, what, what Matthew Stafford was, was brought in for what Aaron Donald is expected to do uh, when it comes down to one score and one stop. So uh, again, here in the Super Bowl. Uh, came down to that scenario uh you yeah. gotta have faith and 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 sure enough man they did it uh, all the key players that were called out to do it got it done uh and so yeah in, in the same fashion as the whole playoffs 
have been going. This one went all four quarters down to one score, one stop. It's really uh, interesting to think about where certain players are in certain uh, legacies, milestones, uh, hierarchies, tiers, all these words that people throw out there. But as far as the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time, Cooper Cup, I mean, I don't know if I have to look it up. I don't know if I have to look to find out if there have been more than five better seasons, but I'm going to say pretty safely that this is one of the five best seasons a wide receiver has ever had including every season by Jerry Rice, you know, you can probably find a couple seasons in there for Jerry Rice and go like this season, you go like, yeah. And then you go Cooper cup in 2021, you go, yeah. And you, you know, whoever, you know, uh, whoever it is, but so few guys. And really, I think, I think at this point, Cooper cup is getting into not Jerry Rice territory, obviously because of the longevity and the greatness that Rice had over two decades and, and Cooper cup, not nowhere near in that category. But just in terms of the season that he just had, you know, and then looking back at the career he had in college, it really makes more and more sense to think like, yeah, this is a very special player who had one of the greatest seasons of all time to win offensive player of the year and Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl championship in the same year. But bad news was the injury to Odell Beckham Jr., uh, which, of course, uh, is just a reminder of the injury to Robert Woods and at the second half of the game Blaine you had Cooper Cup and then you had Ben Skoranek and uh, Van Jefferson and you know it just wasn't able to, to make those same plays or have those same chemistry between Stafford and those guys and what Stafford had already developed with OBJ and what we knew he could have had with Robert Woods and what he has with Cooper Cup um, what are your thoughts there on how the Rams will have to move forward at the other wide receiver positions this season, knowing OBJ is a free agent. Robert Woods has torn his ACL and, you know, will uh, have a, a lot of cost wrapped up in him. But do you think that the Rams can and should keep both of those wide receivers alongside cup? Well, I'll tell you what it means is number one thing, you know, thank goodness we got somebody as strong as Cooper cup as our number one. I think it's going to uh, raise the expectations on Van Jefferson as, you know, uh, potentially our number two. Um, and then after that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to know that, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to have either Robert Woods or OBJ back. I mean, before OBJ got injured, you know, some of us were, were fantasizing about having the foursome with Robert Woods and OBJ, you know, back, especially with the talk of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being okay with the, with the pay cut to stick with the Rams. So, uh, but otherwise, I think, yeah, uh, first thing I think of is, you know, Ben Jefferson has to keep evolving uh, and he should, he should become uh, that most likely number two. Although we love Robert Woods, OBJ has been great for us this season. Uh, I do look forward to Van Jefferson having a strong, uh, again, uh, continuing to ascend in his third season next year. Yeah, you know, Van Jefferson's going to have to uh, continue to develop uh, and, you know, prove to be a more consistent play-to-play uh, weapon and, and threat mm -hmm. there for the Rams offense. Because obviously, clearly, you know, to be out here for the Rams, you got to be able to catch a lot of passes and if you're going to play wide receiver. Um, and, you know, I, I can't imagine that Cooper Cup is going to be so heavily utilized next season. Um, and, you know, you feel like when a guy gets – 
2,500 yards and no other receiver in history has had more than, you know, 2000 uh, over the course of regular and postseason. Uh, Cooper cup. He's had such a magnitude of plays and yards and uh, all, all that went into this season. I'm sure he is exhausted. I'm sure that, you know, Matthew Stafford is exhausted. I'm sure Sean McVay and Aaron Donald are exhausted, which, you know, bring on these uh, retirement rumors uh, for mm-hmm. both of them. Um, any thoughts to Aaron Donald at this point in his career and, you know, whether or not, you know, it's really something that he, you know, we can't speculate on, on whether or not he's considering retiring, uh, uh, you know, but uh, do you think that it makes sense? I mean, it, you know, I tell, I tell you what, one of the most rare things and hardest things to do in sports is to, is to go out on top, you know? Um, so I think, um, you know, like he said, I, I think we won't, we won't hear about it at least for the next, you know, couple of weeks until we get into the off season. But uh, I think there's a good chance that he'll be back. I mean, you know, um, uh, fair to say that he might be, you know, this is, you know, he's peaking as far as his, his accomplishments might be getting to, uh, you know, a bit past his prime or the second half of his prime, but, uh, but, you know, he's done it all as far as accolades and accomplishments. Um, it would be, it would, it would make sense uh, for him to, to retire because of everything he's accomplished having now got that last piece with the Super Bowl championship. Um, Sean McVay, on the other hand, uh, here's the thing. I think that, you know, McVay and all these, all this talk about him retiring early, you know, he's, he's what, 34 years old. He's, he's still one of the youngest coaches in the NFL. Um, an NFL coach retiring early could be could mean that he's retiring in his 50s and that's still considered retiring early so um, Mm -hmm. nonetheless I I don't think that uh, I I think we got a a lot a long road ahead of us with with McVeigh you know he 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 talks like a a guy in his mid-30s about what else he's looking forward to in life but he also talks a lot about how much he loves ball and all that makes him the coach that he is and all the relationships that he still has and and how much more he can accomplish. He's, he's a competitive guy. And so he might not be content with just one Super Bowl win, although he's got his first one in the books. If Aaron Donald does retire, um, or if there was any scenario in which Aaron Donald was not on the Rams, because I don't know, without Sean McVay, you can almost feel like, oh, well, so many of Sean McVay's uh, people that have worked around Sean McVay and so many people in that same circle of the leagues are getting hired right now and doing well. And maybe you could keep everything else in cohesion if Sean McVay left. But how much worse does the defense get without Aaron Donald? Well, I mean, a lot worse. I mean, in, in, that, uh, in that that's how great of a player he is. That's how impactful of a player he is that, uh, you know, you can't understate the loss that, you know, that, that it, would, it would be when, when, and if the Rams were to lose Aaron Donald. Uh, on the other hand, you know, once you, once, you, once you get over that, you can look at all the pieces that, uh, that the Rams will still have. I think the, the first two you think about are right there on the interior. Greg Gaines, Ashawn Robinson um, are, are still young and uh, they, had, they both had great, great seasons. They both uh, had, had a great game tonight. Um, so I think you can look forward to the, to the next step. And I know you got to know that, you know, uh, credit to Les Snead uh, and the front office for putting this championship roster together. And, uh, you know, they've been working on it for, you know, for years since 2016 or, or 2014 when they drafted Aaron Donald. Um, so, you know, they're looking ahead. Um, he's, Aaron Donald is a once in a generation type of talent. 
Um, so I think it'll be both a big loss, but at the same time, you know, Les Need is now a world champion general manager, yeah. and you know he's thinking ahead. And you know, Greg Gaines and Ashawn Robinson are some solid pieces that we got on the roster right now. It is true that the Rams are pretty, you know, you, I mean, definitely stacked with Aaron Donald. Without Aaron Donald, you know, I think there is uh, quite a lot of good signs ahead. And I would even wonder, you know, to what degree would Les Need have been aware of a potential Aaron Donald retirement around 30 mm-hmm. and people within the building? I just think mm-hmm. that it is a little bit suspicious as, as much as, uh, you know, I, I understood that when Michelle Tafoya asked Aaron Donald right after winning the Super Bowl, like, hey, are you going to retire? Yeah. That it seems like, it seems like really right now. But I also just feel like there's no way NBC would have let her or anyone else get away with not asking the question. Because if Aaron Donald says yes, then you've got the quote of your career, maybe. You know, right. If, right. if you get that story right then, and if, you know, and maybe it was up to Aaron Donald, maybe Aaron Donald, you know, there, there could have been a scenario where Aaron Donald, you know, hears that question and goes, great, this is my moment to retire, go out on yeah. top, on top, who knows? Yeah. But uh, I think the, the, what is interesting is that he didn't just go, that's crazy. You know, it, it, it means that there is something for him to consider at least. And, you know, there's a little yeah. bit of a, um, interesting phrasing with uh, Harrison saying uh, that uh, Aaron Donald would strongly consider retiring, you know, yeah. which is not the same as re- deciding to retire. Um, yeah. But I do think that because of the way that the world is right now, you can mm-hmm. see a scenario where it's like a player like Aaron Donald, who is busting his ass and breaking, you know, his body, uh, over and over again every day because you don't get to that level without like an insane amount of commitment to this that uh, it's not that crazy to think of a guy walking away because there's so much um, money to be made in other areas so many places that you can grow and have a whole another second life a second career after this I mean you can go anywhere from being like Deion Sanders and coaching your son in college and, and being a coach or you can go be on TV like Tony Romo or you can yeah. go uh, start a whole uh, media brand like Pat McAfee. There's so many things that you can do now in the secondary career that it's almost, I mean, look at Pat McAfee is making so much more money as a media guy than he did. And he's a different yeah. case because obviously Aaron Donald, you know, is, yeah. is one of the highest paid players in the NFL, but still that he might be able to yeah. make more money doing something else. So uh, I, I think early retirement might end up, you know, quote unquote early might end up being um, a little bit more common uh, than expected. Um, but Aaron Donald is so, so important to the Rams. I'm so happy that he has a championship now. It does feel kind of like a finishing move. Yeah. Uh, you know, it does feel like, okay, he's yeah. got that. I don't have any argument against Cooper cup for MVP, but I would have liked to see, I wouldn't, I guess I would have liked to. I mean, I just think that for me, it would have been Aaron Donald because he just like the NFC championship, he finished it off just yeah. like the, you know, we know that he's the best player on the field. Um, uh, obviously we can't want to, we don't want to take any way, anything away from cup, but just what, what do you think about Aaron Donald and like his maybe uh, case for MVP? I, I agree with you that it could have easily been Aaron Donald and nobody would argue. But then also, I think that that would have been, that would have been the dagger right there. Should he, you know, the only reason to come back for him might be for to, <laughs> to get that Super Bowl MVP. Uh, but yeah, you know, you're right that um, it does, it does feel like a nice sort of end cap to Aaron Donald's season. Although, you know, we'd hate, we, we hate to see him go. We, 
we'd love to see more Aaron Donald. But uh, it makes me think that, you know, the other thing that, he, that he's been through, that he knows of, is how hard it was to get here in the first place, you know, uh, being through all those seasons with, uh, with uh, the Rams, even pre-McVay. So uh, that might be something that weighs into his thought process is just how hard it is to get to get to and then to get back to the championship game. So uh, so you're right. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, a, a interesting move to see what happens next with Aaron. Yeah. Donald. Uh, yeah. Kind of a rough start for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, how do yeah. you think that he did in, uh, you know, uh, in the second half? How do you think that he ended up finishing out his game in his season? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I'm sure not like he would he would have wanted to um, having given up, you know, uh, Tom Brady's last touchdown on him. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. So I, I, I know that's not what he would have wanted, although, he, you know, he joked about it on Twitter and made light of it. Uh, so that um, was uh, on a big stage. And then on this one, you know, I think, um, of course, it looked like a no call on the deep pass that he got beat on with uh, uh, with Higgins grabbing his face mask there. Um, looked like it could have been, you know, one of these things where uh, we might talk more about it uh, if the Rams were to lose this game. But uh, but otherwise, yeah, I think that was, um, you know, the big play that um, uh, anybody on the defense you know, was hoping not to give up. Uh, but other than that, you knew it was going to be fourth quarter, uh, fourth quarter game. You knew that both sides are going to get, um, were going to get their big plays. Uh, so I think the secondary in general, including Jalen Ramsey, did just enough to, you know, to make it a game and, give the Rams the edge. So, I mean, Jamar Chase, you know, didn't have a touchdown in this game. And so um, I think uh, mission accomplished on their part. That's very true. You know, Jamar Chase showed off at times in this game why he is uh, such an amazing receiver. And yet you're right, he did not score. And outside of that amazing catch that he made uh, for 46 yep. yards, you know, kind of contained after that pretty much. Um, yeah. It's funny because the Bengals season started off uh, kind of with the draft and people talking about picking Chase over Panay Sewell and yeah. avoiding offensive line. And the season ends uh, on one hand, the Bengals making the Super Bowl and, and you know, nearly winning it, but making the Super Bowl. Um, and on the other hand, Joe Burrow sacked seven times in this game. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Bengals uh, and the way they played on Sunday? Um, I think, you know, I like the move. I mean, I think I think Jamar Chase is a, is is had a great season. Will be a will be one of the best receivers uh, throughout his career. So I think it was a gamble on their part. Um, uh, much like the Rams decided not to draft offensive linemen, um, I think uh, gamble, but it, it worked. It, it worked out. You know, the the um, I think uh, Zach Taylor mentioned. You know, uh, it not being a factor. The fact that uh, the LSU connection between Chase and Burrow. Uh, but to me, that, that's a huge factor. I mean, uh, you mm -hmm. get to see, you know, what they've done together. Um, but um, I, I don't mind it. I like it. I mean, you got to think that, again, people thought the Bengals are here early as far as how they're building their team. Over the next two seasons, they'll, they'll add to their offensive line. And I think they'll continue to be uh, contenders. But uh, I think Chase is one of these players where, just like Joe Burrow, you know, you got to grab them when, when they're available. Yeah, you do. I mean, it was so hard to imagine the Bengals regretting getting Jamar Chase. Um, yeah. And uh, well, I think we've, we've proven that one thing is, is true, which is not only is the 2021 class, you know, having some really outstanding players right away, but the 2020 class, you know, as much as the, it's funny, because on one hand, I think first round picks, nothing could have been a better endorsement 
than the 2021 season. The way that the rookies played, the way that recent first yep. round picks have played early in their careers, you're now getting incredible juice out of those young players on their rookie contracts out of the first round with Joe Burrow and so on and so on, yep. yada, yada, yada. Yet the other, the other hand, on the other hand, the Rams just won the Super Bowl and uh, they don't have any recent first round picks. They do have a lot of first round picks. Guys like Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller, Matthew Stafford, guys yep. that were drafted in the first round, but really repurposing them. Um, okay. The Rams won't be drafting in the first round the next two years again Blaine uh, but I guess uh, they at least they're sending over pick 32 this year you know it couldn't have gone literally any better uh, for them right. what are you looking forward to next uh, in the Rams offseason well I mean I think uh, first of all you know the Rams have been either you know scrutinized or at least you know been been talked about as far as their 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 team building strategy right uh, forget them picks um, trading off these draft picks to, to bring in veteran guys. Uh, and so the big, the big narrative have, has been or will be now that it worked. Um, so to, to trade in these first round picks that are hit and miss, I mean, you know, I think the uh, Las Vegas Raiders are, are a great example this season of, you know, really impressive how they made the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, having gone through everything that they went through. But uh, they had tough luck as far as, you know, what they got through the draft and how yeah. it all turned out. That's just tough luck. And whether they, whether you got a bust or whether things happen, uh, it, you know, the draft is a big gamble. Uh, so to Sean McVay's credit and to Les Snead's credit, you know, the philosophy for the Rams has been uh, with the veteran players, you, can't, you know what you're getting. It's a, a lot less of a risk to bring in guys like Jalen Ramsey and, and Matthew Stafford um, for those picks. And, you know, uh, in the end, it worked out. So um looking you know now that we've got the championship and and uh this part of the story is over um if this continues to be a winning team building strategy um then what next and how to sustain uh you know how to sustain this competitive edge using this strategy uh do we continue to you know not pick in the first round and uh or what next is is really what intrigues me Uh, how do you keep all these veteran players together is going to be what i'm interested to see couple of strange performances uh, on Sunday, uh, not necessarily in a bad way. Bryson Hopkins, four catches for 47 yards on four targets. He didn't do anything uh, in the first two seasons of his career. He had nine yards on one catch, uh, a lot of healthy scratches. There was no option here. And one of the things that I think even I kind of, it's like, there was so much thought about the Super Bowl. The Rams, the Super Bowl, the Rams, the Super Bowl. I, I kind of forgot, you know, this whole time, no Tyler Higby. So the Rams have to go into this with no Tyler Higby, no Robert Woods, and then no Odell Beckham Jr. Totally different situation here for Matthew Stafford, which I think also kind of gets overlooked when we're talking about Super Bowl MVPs, which is they got a quarterback yep. here who outside of those interceptions, you know, uh, had a pretty good game, had three touchdowns, was playing with, you know, a 40 year old left tackle. And, yeah. you know, uh, he's, you know, his top five of his top six, like pass catching threats are out and there's no running yep. game. And here go the Rams and they win the game. Uh, but what, what were your thoughts here on uh, Bryson Hopkins? And because and he had kind of a, a you know surprising performance here, as did another young player, Ernest Jones, uh, coming in, making seven tackles, a sack, three quarterback hits, a huge pass deflection. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts on those guys? I think Ernest Jones is going to be, you know, is going to be a stud. Uh, he is a stud. I'm glad that we got him back uh, after the injury. Uh, so really, really excited about Ernest Jones. He's, he's going to be great. Um, uh, another way that, you know, I look forward to seeing how they rebuild and retool 
for whatever you know defensive players that we may lose. Um, as far as the tight ends go, man, I think um, on the receiving on the receiving end, uh, Bryson Hopkins did good. You know, just like um, uh, uh, Blanton did, um, held his own as far as the receiving game goes. I think where you miss Tyler Higby is in the run game, in the in the blocking scheme, in the blocking area. I think is where uh, Higby is really a reliable piece, and I think that's the part where we were missing our yeah. number one tight end. But uh, I'm glad these guys can at least catch passes. <laughs> yeah, it was really, uh, it's, so, you know, one of the big things that I think shows up time and time again is, uh, is depth. And even yep. though I think the Rams um, have gotten good injury, good injury luck throughout this season, because you have, you know, Stafford, Donald Ramsey, I mean, cannot deny this. There's still those times when you have to go so far into the depth of what you've got and the Rams and in the Super Bowl, especially, and even in the second half of the Super Bowl, you know, this is what the Rams 21st game of the season. There's a reason yep. Sean McVay can't play any of his starters in the preseason. It's too many games, you know? Right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, you know, the depth plays a part here as it, as it has often. And, and we saw how offensive line became an issue in the Super Bowl for the Super Bowl, the team that lost the Super Bowl once again, as it was with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs last year. And so they rebuilt the offensive line. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the future of the offensive line for the Rams? As you know, as I mentioned, as Andrew Whitworth is, is 40 and the Rams have to make decisions on Austin Corbett and Brian Allen and Joseph Noboom, all of whom are free agents. Yeah, I think it's, um, uh, first of all, thank goodness for Andrew Whitworth. I think that's one of the biggest free agent pickups of the McVay era so far. Uh, you know, have, having brought in Whitworth and Robert Woods as his first free agents brought in um, here being at this point, um, what a, you know, what a, what, a, what a player to have on our team just from both the tackle offensive line standpoint, from the leadership standpoint. Um, I think he played a huge part in the whole, the whole path getting up to this point. Um, uh, Joe Noteboom, uh, I think, has shown enough potential to be able to step up and be, you know, one of the sort of the next, the next, uh, the next phase players on our offensive line. Uh, outside of that, you know, I, I think um, our offensive line has played well at times, uh, but I think it's uh, going to be, you know, a good time to sort of assess where we're at and, and sort of um, give a good overall assessment in all phases and all areas of our offensive line um, to see, you know, where where we want to go. Um, where we, we might want to find new guys, but um, credit to to Brian Allen uh, for a good season. And uh, but otherwise, you know, I think that's one area where we look at to reassess and see, you know, if we're going to make some moves and uh, for the next phase. What um, when the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford? How likely did you think today was? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I think it was. Uh, uh, I want to say that I. I I expected this, uh, the Matthew Stafford, to, Matthew Stafford to get a Super Bowl within the first two or three years. Um, you know, if he if he were to get that long, and I think he's on a two year, he had two years left on the contract when we when we traded mm -hmm. for him. Um, but um, you know, I want to say I was more confident that he would get one in the first two or three years with the Rams than this first year. Um, you know, of course, we were hopeful. I thought he had a chance. I thought this was his best chance, given the mm -hmm. uh, the players around him. But also at the time that we got uh, Stafford, you know, we didn't have Von Miller. We didn't have Odell Beckham Jr. Um, mm -hmm. So throughout the season to see how aggressive the front office remained to get those additional players. You know, when you get Von Miller and Odell Beckham, now the expectations go go higher. And, 
And so I felt a lot more confident when that happened. Um, but things like Acres going down in the preseason kind of shift that confidence. Uh, well, uh, but, um, but otherwise, yeah, I thought it was a, a lot more likely. I did expect it to happen uh, within two or three years of the trade, uh, more so than I did this season. Yeah, it's really crazy. You, you know, think about it and the, where the Rams were at at the Packers loss last season. And when you started looking at who played in the Super Bowl and the roles that they played, I mean, when you make the Matthew Stafford move, it's almost like you're yep. saying we have this and we're one quarterback away from that. And that's what people almost think is like, oh, when the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford, it's like they think that they're just a quarterback away. And maybe they are, you know, but kind of a speculation. But then everyone that was added after Matthew Stafford, Ernest Jones added in the draft after after Matthew Stafford. Uh, Von Miller added after Matthew Stafford. You've got obviously Odell Beckham Jr. added after Matthew Stafford. You've got Sonny Michelle added after Matthew Stafford. You've got Ben Skarnick and, uh, you know, and then you've got even the guys that we didn't really even know to what degree that they would be helpful, like Ashawn Robinson and Greg Gaines and Nick Scott and seeing some of the guys step up in the playoffs and Brandon Powell and you're looking at around and it's like the Rams it's not that the Rams were just you know necessarily thinking hey we just need Matthew Stafford and it's over because clearly you know I don't think that the Rams win the Super Bowl uh, without Von Miller in these playoffs you know the totality of those four games and that was a guy who a lot of people thought it was crazy to trade a day Mm -hmm. two day two picks for at the time and now it's like what team wouldn't give up two a day two picks for Von Miller what team wouldn't have gone above and beyond to, to pitch Odell Beckham Jr. to come to their team and it wasn't that common of a thing to do so you know Les Snead is a guy that uh he's really interestingly uh in the last few years gone from this guy who just made a lot of bold moves to now one who has to be considered you know one of the best executives of his uh, era, you know, yep. two Super mm-hmm. Bowls with totally different rosters, practically um, mm-hmm. rebuilding from being the worst team into becoming one to make two Super Bowls in four years and, and to really fulfill Sean McVay's vision and to share a vision with Sean McVay and to see Sean McVay's vision when he was hired in 2017, to see the way that the rest of the league has sort of um, blossomed out of what the Rams have created here with Brad Holmes as the GM in Detroit and with all of the coaches in Green Bay and Cincinnati and now Minnesota, uh, which by the way, you know, the Rams are about to overhaul the coaching staff. Once again, do you have any early thoughts perhaps on um, who is going to be the next offensive coordinator and who might be some uh, other coaches to watch on the Rams? Um, let's see. Um, oh, shit, I'm drawing a blank right now on, on who's out there, but to be uh, honest, think, they changed so yeah, much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause um, Wes Phillips uh, would have been a guy that you would think he slots in maybe after Kevin O'Connell, but Kevin O'Connell yeah. apparently is taking Wes Phillips. Uh, Idri, uh, uh, Vero is going over to be the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. Um, it's almost like, you know, looking at it from one perspective, I don't know, like to what degree do you think Sean McVay is the mastermind of everything that has gone into, you know, the Rams from a coaching point of view? Well, I mean, uh, you know, you got to, this, this uh, Super Bowl is is a big credit to, you know, what he's, you know, what he's contributed to the, the, the league overall. I mean, not only like his scheme, but, you know, we see um, uh, Zach Taylor, 
coaching against him in the Super Bowl here, even though, you know, Zach Taylor's, um, you know, had, had a good career before and after uh, McVay. And then Matt LaFleur continues to be competitive. So I think um, for sure, I think um, he's, he's got a good program here. And, uh, but he also, like he says, he, he's, he, he draws from his assistants as much as he gives to his assistants. So I think it's, it's, it goes both ways. I mean, this Sean McVay tree is, uh, seems like a result of, you know, what, what these coaches are, are gaining from Sean McVay, but also McVay's ability to hire these coaches who are going to be head coach worthy at some point, whether or not they come to the Rams. Um, so I think, you know, you got to have a lot of confidence in Les Snead or uh, mainly Sean McVay um, to continue to replace and retool his coaching staff like he's been doing. So whoever that next offensive coordinator is going to be, um, again, I think putting into the system, we, we trust McVay to put the right guys in the right place and no matter how long they might be with the team. How does it feel, man? How do you feel? How do you feel? How does it feel uh, now? You know, if we're wrapping this up, you know, the Rams yep. were just uh, barely what less than two hours from the Rams winning the Super Bowl. You know, we've been doing these yep. podcasts week in and week out and obviously uh, writing for much longer before that. And, and you know, you've been putting up uh, those pieces every single day and for the turf show times uh, community and, and going through so many stories all season long, how does it feel to culminate here with a super bowl championship for Aaron Donald uh, and for the rest of these Rams? Really unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I mean, uh, I can tell you that I've been a sports fan, a football fan all my life uh, became, you know, really a LA Rams fan. Uh, going to all these games, almost every home game since 2016, since they came back. Um, and so, you know, I, for me, I, I was there every game, starting with that first Jeff Fisher uh, season. <laughs> and so especially, you know, as I'm learning about the team and, and, and getting on board with Fisher, you know, I, I could see that it wasn't, it wasn't going to be easy uh, and might be a while until we get one of these things. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> man, really, really unbelievable the way this season has, has, has come together. Um, and for it to happen again uh, on this first year that we get Matthew Stafford for this first this first season of this new phase. Mm. Um, again, I can tell you, I, I didn't uh, I, I thought a, a lot more about it happening in a two or three year window, but still yeah. pretty unbelievable that it that it culminated, especially the way the game went down. And I can't believe that we pulled it out just like that, even though, of course, we did. Right. I can't believe that. <laughs> Yeah, man, to make the Super Bowl in the third year of being in Los Angeles uh, yep. and then to go back so soon afterwards after, you know, really making a few errors in the draft and with some contracts and, and feeling like, oh, OK, maybe uh, you overthought this one or you overcorrected here or yep. you over, yeah. you know, or had overconfidence in this player's ability to still stay healthy and you know, it's phenomenal that the Rams have now secured a Super Bowl championship in Los Angeles, the first LA Rams championship ever. Um, and uh, the first time or Super Bowl championship, I should say, it's the first they've had championships, uh, NFL championships prior to the Super Bowl era. Um, and the LA Raiders had a Super Bowl championship, but the first LA Rams Super Bowl championship and the first Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium is won by yeah. the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford who goes 4-0 in his first playoffs outside of Detroit. His legacy clearly changing at this point in front of our very eyes. Uh, Von Miller, you know, I think remarkable three Super Bowls, 
two Super Bowl championships with different teams and playing a huge role in both of those playoffs. Um, it's going to speak volumes for his legacy and his place in the Hall of Fame one day. Obviously, Aaron Donald is going to the Hall of Fame. He's a four-time defensive player of the year and a Super Bowl championship. Thought he could have won Super Bowl MVP and nobody would have disagreed with that. One of the greatest mm-hmm. defensive players of all time. Jalen Ramsey, one of the top defensive players in the NFL, if not the best defensive back, now a Super Bowl champion. Um, it's incredible to see all of these guys over and over. Yeah, Eric Weddle and Andrew Whitworth and, you know, Rob Havenstein, one of the longest tenured Rams. Johnny Hecker, one of the longest tenured Rams. Um, obviously, to have Sean McVay he's really secured his legacy. And if he does retire in two or three years, um, he could definitely retire and have a, a huge media career because, you know, people love watch, hearing this guy and watching this guy talk about football. And now he's a Super Bowl champion and, uh, uh, and Blaine, I am so, you know, happy for somebody who's been going to these games since 2016 to see this happen in year five. Um, it's really remarkable that the Rams, you know, really stuck to Stan Kroenke's vision of creating a worldwide entertainment uh, team and uh, brought in some of the best players to watch, some of the best players to root for. Cooper Cup, one of the greatest seasons of all time, um, won the Jerry Rice Award in college and, you know, has had a Jerry Rice-like season with the Rams. And I know Jerry Rice is looking at him going, damn. And so uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something really remarkable to watch. And it's been a pleasure for me to get to be a part of it. And uh, I'm just blown away um, with the way that the Rams have played and the way that they have uh, approached football. I'm impressed day after day after day. Uh, I I really love these players. I love covering these players. Um, I I don't have any regrets about any of them. Uh, You know, there's nothing that you have to be worried about with any of the, you know, I felt positively about Odell Beckham Jr. And I didn't really, you know, think that the, all the locker room stories were true just based on some of the context. And uh, so I'm just rambling at this point, maybe I just feel so uh, great about the way that the Rams uh, finished out this season, Matthew Stafford, you know, a guy that I felt could win a Super Bowl from the time uh, he was traded to the Rams, just like you Blaine. And uh, he did it so soon. Um, I I thought that it definitely could happen. um, And yet you just, you never know. And obviously there's, there's a lot of luck involved. So the Rams uh, managed to get through this, uh, win these last two fourth quarters, uh, hold off Tom Brady in the same play, you know, what an insane playoffs. Um, So the Rams are Super Bowl champions. Blaine, any uh, final thoughts here? Any players on the Rams maybe that I've overlooked uh, as far as the the role they played in getting this championship? Uh, Anything else you'd like to say before we go? Um, Yeah, man, huge shout out to to Rams Nation, Rams fans, for everybody listening to this this and everybody that's uh, uh like me that's 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 taken in this team and jumped on board as soon as the rams came home but especially for all those rams fans that have been rams fans for much longer than that um the, the st louis guys the old la guys uh congrats to the rams fans man you you know love the ramily um uh, again we've been through some stuff uh but uh yeah i'm happy for the team of course the coaches the players all of them uh, but a uh, huge shout out for the Rams sticking with their team and supporting the team, going out to the games like I did. Um, uh, and so a huge shout out to them. Congratulations to everybody in the Rams nation. 
Yeah, I mean, the Rams, truly one of the most historic storied franchises in football history. You know, it's not just hyperbole. This is a team that has won Super Bowls in multiple cities, you know, for whatever that's worth. I I know that some teams, you know, there is a lot of moving around, but at the same time, uh, bringing football to the West Coast for the first time when they moved in the 40s from Cleveland, winning championships in the 50s. Um, some of the great teams in, in Los Angeles, some of the great things that uh, the Rams represented, um, becoming the first uh, team to uh, desegregate and integrate black players back into the NFL after so many uh, wrong years of not doing that. And, you know, having all of the Super Bowl memories from 99 and uh, the Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and, some, and Orlando Pace and just so many legendary players that have played for the Rams and to win a Super Bowl in Los Angeles uh, at home is really remarkable. So that's it. Super Bowl 56 champions are the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, follow Blaine Didasco on Twitter at Blaine Didasco. Uh, every week we've been coming to you after the games for an instant reaction podcast. And almost every week the Rams were winners and they are winners in every single playoff game and including tonight in the Super Bowl. And uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how the Rams now approach this next season and try to repeat as Super Bowl champions. We'll keep you up to date here as far as what happens with Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, and everyone else uh, in this what's sure to be another wild offseason. So that's it. Hit subscribe on Turf Show Times, the podcast, and we'll be back with you next time for another episode about the Rams.